You're listening to the Be Healthy Naturally podcast, episode number 62. Hey, we are Dr. Shane and Liz Watt. We are doing this podcast because we are trying to bring knowledge and education to create a new way of thinking about our health. Knowledge is the key to a happy, healthy life, and our goal is to help you live your best life. So join us and let's learn together. Kelly is in the Research and Developmental Quality Control and Formulator for American Biotech Labs Manufacturing. He is a retired educator of 30 years in science and health education and was an Olympic bobsled and skeleton official. His passion has always been to educate people about their health and wellness. Well, thank you, Steve, for coming on to the podcast today. This has been, I think, a lot of people are going to be really interested in in what the subject you're going to be talking about today because when people start diving into natural health they start you know how do we you know what are some natural ways to take away things and how you know with rashes or you know all the way to infections and things like that and we have been using colloidal silver for a long time so can you tell us what is colloidal silver and how does it work? Absolutely. Uh, well, it's, it's a big question, actually, and it has a lot of history behind it as well. I mean, way back in medieval times, people were using silver. You probably heard of the adage, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Well, that's true, because most of the royalty and the lords and stuff like that had uh, silver silverware, and, of course, they got a daily dose of silver, you know, eating from silverware. And so they were more healthy than the people who ate with, you know, wood utensils, the peasants. And so silver's been around a long time, from silver coins coming across the, the plains in water barrels to keep it uh, pure, uh, you know, amongst other things. Um, unfortunately, as time has gone along, uh, colloidal silver has probably gotten a bad name in a lot of things because of the way it's produced in a lot of a lot of places most of your colloidal silvers out there in the marketplace aren't colloidal silvers they're actually ionic silvers and those are just simple silver ions that have lost an electron they they do work that's true but there's a lot of necessary oh let's say side effects that may go with those as well um, our product is a true colloidal silver and true colloids by definition are little particles between 5 and 100 nanometers, which is a very small particle. Ours is usually between 5 and 15 nanometers, our particles, and which makes it a true colloid as well. It's not ionic, but it is actually a very small particle of actually metallic silver in the core, but it's surrounded with the antimicrobial part of what we call tetrasilver tetraoxide, or... uh, AG404s, if you want to do it, you know, by the chemistry. And it's that coating that makes it highly antimicrobial and does what it's supposed to do with bacteria, yeast, and molds. Kind of, I guess, let's let's step back just a little bit. What is your background in the aspect of what, how did you get into the colloidal silver industry, if you want to say? 
Well, actually, I'm a retired educator. I taught in uh, public schools and actually still teach at university level uh, in organic chemistry. Oh, okay. And okay. so it was. So you have a actually, good background in this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very sciencey background. I'm kind of a uh, maybe a, a nerd, you could call me. I'm. A, I'm. A, I, I love science. I've taught about every science class you can imagine to teach. Um, you name it, I've taught it. And so I have a wide background uh, in science and scientific uh, method. And so it was actually my neighbor that got me introduced to, uh, to this process, this particle here. And uh, it is, it's just an amazing particle. I think it's, you know, it's a gift. So are most products on the shelf? Because I didn't, I didn't really realize that there was a lot of difference between ionic and colloidal. Because everybody just calls it maybe ionics, you know, colloidal, well, colloidal silver, and and so I didn't really know like what's the difference. What um, do you believe that most of the products on the shelf are are ionic? A lot of them are ionic. I mean, we've done head-to-head testing with some of them to find out how much ionic they are, and most of them are almost strictly ionic. A lot of colloidal silvers, including ours, has a very small percentage. Of, uh, of ionic because that's just the nature of the chemistry of the silver and uh, but most a lot of well I'd have to say most of them out there are strictly ionic silvers and it's just very simple to make those you can take something like silver nitrate dissolve it in water and put that on the shelf and call it colloidal silver because there's no real regulation to that word colloidal or not so what are the what do people use colloidal silver for the most? Like if people are purchasing or looking into colloidal silver, what is the reason why they're going in that range? What is or not in that range, but in um, down that pathway? What is what are the things that are usually the the instigators to say, oh, you know what, try colloidal silver or use colloidal silver? What are those things? Well, a lot of people are worried about antibiotic resistance, and it turns out that silver has no antibiotic resistance whatsoever. It it kills bacteria, yeast, and molds. It doesn't matter what they are or anything else. It will. <clears throat> it's a true antimicrobial, and so uh, people take it for for various reasons like that. Um, we have an immune supplement, and you take that internally. It's a ten parts per million uh, silver solution with uh, uh, with purified water, and it is an immune support. And what I mean by immune support, if you want to talk about that for just a minute, we have in our bodies, inside and outside, we have all these pathogens. We call them pathogenic bacteria, yeast, and molds. Most of them are what we call opportunistic. Otherwise, they're waiting for the opportunity for the immune system to be depressed, and then they become an infection. So what our immune support does is it actually takes care of what we call that bioload of pathogens and it destroys those and lets the immune system be very, very efficient of what it's supposed to do, and that's protect the body from, from major diseases. To go back, so what are most people trying to get their, their silver, um, colloidal silver for? What is, are they still doing it for a cleaning agent? Are they doing it for you know, skin care? What are the things that people are usually buying stuff for? I think it's a combination. I do really do. We have an immune support product uh, that people buy. We have wound care gels that people buy for, for wounds, uh, uh, skin irritations, rashes, sunburns, uh, different things like that. And we also have a cosmetic line that people use for pre- preventative care as well. 
So why does how how does it help the healing of a wound? Let's just go that, that route. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a wound. Okay, what's a wound? Uh, like a skin wound. Like um, an open cut, something yeah, like sure. that. Yeah, uh, sure. You have different layers of the skin. You have the epidermis, the dermis, and the hypodermis. And uh, I used to teach anatomy as well. <laughs> so... And so you have these different layers of the skin. It's the epidermis that's our protector. It's the largest organ in our body, on our body, and it protects us from the outside environment. Now, if that epidermis is somehow destroyed or compromised, then the pathogens can get in there, either opportunistic, like Staph aureus is a bacteria that's all over our skin all the time. It's just part of our, our, our biome. And if that becomes inside the epidermis, inside the dermis, it will start to grow and cause a skin infection. Those are the most common skin infections. So what the silver does is it takes care of that bio load because what the epidermis is trying to do is at the bottom of the layer of the epidermis, there are what we call mobile cells. And these cells literally divide and crawl across the wound to close the wound, and then they start to build up the stratum uh, of the epithelium again. So when that happens, uh, bacteria can get in there, and those cells are very, very fragile. And so if a bacteria gets in there and causes an infection, those cells aren't able to close the wound, and that's where you end up with an infection. So what the silver does is it takes care of that bioload, those bacteria, so the skin can heal more efficiently. So the other night, my son was over at our house, and he's like, Mom, I have a really bad sore throat. And I told him, go spray the colloidal silver in to your throat how is that and we know from just past experience that that helps how is it that it helps with something like that is it kind of just like a wound it is i mean it's just you know the bacterium are on the surface of the of the uh, the mucosa there and with the silver and you know touching those bacteria it will destroy the bacteria what is, what is the reason why silver actually does, um, is an, an, like a natural antibiotic antiviral? What is the, what is the reason for that? Because other metals aren't. Right, right. Silver, silver again, the, the active part of silver is that it is missing electrons. For example, it's, uh, ionic silver is missing one electron, so it's Ag plus one is the chemical designation for that. And it turns out the silver that we have on our particle is actually kind of hyper-energized, if you want to call it that. That the Ag4O4, the, the silver ions, actually one of them is sitting at a plus one oxidation state, so it's only missing one electron. The other silver atom is at a plus three oxidation state, so it's missing three electrons. So it's hungry for electrons. Well, it turns out that we are all chemicals, and chemicals are held together with electrons. So if you can actually steal those electrons away from, like, say, the uh, cell wall of a bacterium, well, you're going to disassemble that cell wall of the bacterium and destroy it. Same way with fungus and molds. And the key point is here is that silver is not toxic, or what we call cytotoxic, to our cells because our cells are are built a little bit tougher actually than bacterium. Bacterium are pretty fragile really. And uh, so we can destroy those bacterium with the removal of those electrons. We steal their electrons, we put holes in them, and they basically uh, die with that. So is, because uh, yeah, that's what people don't understand either. And it's kind of a weird thought process is like, okay, if it's gonna kill those bacteria, why doesn't it kill the good bacteria like the probiotics and all those kind of things? And is it and you're you're the way that you're explaining it is that there our our stuff is just stronger. But 
a probiotic is also something that's been taken or and or something that our body has created you know it's it's just in the process of the microbiome so why is it that the good bacteria are able to survive things like that great question and that's one of the questions that i really want to talk about too uh, silver will destroy bacteria. It will destroy probiotic bacteria as well as pathogenic bacteria. But here's the key. The key is two, two points on here. Number one is the concentration of silver. It turns out that pathogenic bacteria, again, are a little more fragile than actually probiotic bacteria. A lot of people think bacteria is just bacteria, right? It, it, farther from the truth. In, in my background in microbiology, it was interesting. We did a, a genomic... Um, experiment and research on on bacteria when I was studying that. And it turns out that pathogenic bacteria are as far different from probiotic bacteria if you're comparing those two as we would be from a giraffe. Really? They're that different. Oh yeah, they're that different. Bacteria are are just vastly different from each other, but people don't understand that. They think a bacteria is a bacteria. So it turns out that silver will harm probiotics in concentrated forms, concentrated amounts. So we did our studies, and our study said that if you have a concentration value of over 40 parts per million, you will destroy probiotic bacteria as well. So our immune support uh, is, is a 10 ppm uh, concentration, so it does not harm the probiotics. Same way on the skin. Our, our uh, most concentrated wound care is at 35 ppm. So we try and get that right up to the border of where it won't harm the, the, the probiotic biome on the surface of the body as well as inside the body as well. But it does harm the others because they're at a lesser, they're, they're, they're not as strong or that they're, they're lower than that 40. Yep, they're, that 40 they're a little more fragile. Range. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, like when we went down to, um, it was last year. It was kind of, it was at, kind of at the end of COVID, but people were still concerned about COVID and all that kind of stuff. Um, I took my staff down. We we did a trip down to Mexico, and we just had our little bottle, our spray bottle of silver. I gave it to everybody, and it's like, okay, a couple times a day, just spray that up your nose because, because as we know, the bacteria or the virus had to had to had to stay in the body for so long in order for it to get enough viral load in order for it to get you sick so we were all over down there none of us got sick everyone everyone did it and it was it was awesome and and a simple thing like that is what could have really helped out a lot of people but people just didn't know it that's the that's the frustrating thing right i guess that's why we do the conference that's why we do this these kinds of things so people can get a better understanding so what is the difference between like why is silver um okay, but all your other heavy metals are not considered okay. What's the difference there? Well, the difference is, yeah, well, the difference is quite a big difference. I mean, the nasty heavy metals like cadmium and mercury and lead and things like that, they tend to react with the parts of our metabolism, and they destroy the metabolic pathways in our our own cells. turns out that there's uh, well, the three metals that really don't affect our pathways is copper, silver, and gold. And that's why people are using nano gold and different, different things like that. Uh, you can inject nano gold into joints and it, it helps with arthritis. Um, and so it turns out, if you look at the periodic table, uh, it turns out that copper, silver, and gold is in the same column. And so it has the same kind of basic properties. 
whereas those other ones uh, are in different parts of the periodic table and they do get into the metabolic pathways. Silver has no metabolic pathway into our own systems whatsoever. And so basically silver is inert in our body for our cells. But those other heavy metals, they have other chemical properties that makes them vastly different and will attack our metabolic pathways and destroy us. Growing up when I when I was putting when Shane was going through chiropractic school, I worked at a dental office and I was around mercury all the time. And I say later on that that's kind of what could have catapulted me into it was crazy they were just mixing it up in an open area breathing it in i mean it's crazy that that was even allowed or or that it was even allowed to be put into people's mouths that's the crazy thing yeah and how you know the dental association still won't you know they they don't encourage it but they can't go back and say yeah we screwed up because then they're all going to get sued so badly right and most most your dentists have removed all of your your fillings and replace them with porcelain too. And, yes. and that's a whole nother thing too because if you just go in there and start chopping it out, you're creating a whole health problem because they're not doing it properly. You really have to go to the right type of dentist. We call them a biological dentist who actually takes them out properly because if somebody just goes and starts grinding, all the mist, all the everything is getting to go right up your nose anyway and you're going to get sick. So people have been actually really scared about silver. and I mean, just metals. I can't, I can't really say silver, but metals. But they can't always... Um, correlate the difference of what the silver is and what the mercury is because they always talk about I have a toxic overload of heavy metals and so they 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 sometimes think that silver is in the same category and one of the things that they talk a lot about too is that if you have so much silver what you're going to turn blue right like that is something can you kind of describe to us about what you have seen and um, well, how people won't turn blue or if there is times that what you're doing wrong that you could t- turn blue. Absolutely. You can turn blue with the wrong kind of silver. No question about it. Um, but there's the, the blue man. He's actually, I think, from Utah, uh, from down in Provo originally. Uh, and Papa Smurf, they called him, you know. His, you know uh, he had a condition called Argyria. This happens when silver does collect in the body. And it turns out, this is kind of the scary part, that ionic silver does collect in the body in, if you did it in high concentrations. It doesn't leave the body very readily. Um, and so what happens is, is that the silver collects in the adipose tissue of the dermis, and when sunlight hits it, it turns gray, blue, like a photographic film. So ionic silver, you, know, you have to take it in, you know, in very small doses if you're going to take it at all. Well, it turns out that our particles, they actually, we have human ingestion studies from University of Utah that our particles clear out of the body within 24 to 36 hours. They're continuously working while they're in the body, but then they clear out of the body within, you know, a day, day and a half. Whereas ionic silvers, it takes a long time for those ions to clear out of the body, and sometimes they never do. So so what caused it? So if someone was taking a, a lot of an ionic silver, that's why they could possibly change their skin tone? Yeah, I've, I've seen things on the internet. This kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, there, I saw a product the other day that was 20,000 parts per million. I'm going, oh, I would never put that much silver in my body. You know, then the instructions were to dilute it and dilute it and dilute it, but it was still pure ionic silver. And I just, you know, I just 
kind of stay away from the onyx silvers. I stay with the true nano-colloidal silvers. So obviously a company such as yours has is, is invested a whole lot of money in the way that they create the silver. But there's a lot of things you can, I mean, you can go on Amazon, you can get, you know, a silver thing. So are, if you just got into Amazon and said, okay, a colloidal silver machine, and I'm going to buy this one, it's a $300 machine, right? Is, is that 100% ionic? Yeah, absolutely. Those are all ionic machines. Yeah, they're, you know, we call them mom and pop machines where you can buy them and put them in your garage and make colloidal silver. But it's, it's all ionic. I mean, we, to, make our, to make our silver, we use a lot of energy, literally energy, to create those nanoparticles that don't dissolve into ions. You have to, you have to break it down with high energy. So we use you know, pure silver, use pure silver and a lot of energy to put uh, those nanoparticles, or I should say to make those nanoparticles. And so it doesn't create the ionic, it creates the true nanoparticles. So can you explain maybe a little bit about that? Because we hadn't, um, I hadn't thought about this, but how, do, how does that work? How do, how do you make the colloidal silver in it? I mean, I know how you can do it on a thing from Amazon, but how do you make it? With, it are you using a solid piece of silver? Are you then putting it in something and then it's bombarded? Like, can, can you just, without giving any secret to- secrets away, how does that work? Well, we actually take pure silver wire and we put it and we put 10,000 volts with it. And those 10,000 volts, what we call ablate or rip off those little chunks of nanoparticles uh, in, over uh, uh, with purified water. And so then you take the water and then that's what you use into your products that then is now part of the colloidal silver makeup of what the product is. And so the difference between yours is that you use a lot of energy into, is it moving the moving the metal is that what it does through the purified water well think about this you know if you if you take you know a piece of silver and if you put a huge amount of energy with it the energy is going to literally tear off chunks of that silver now those chunks are actually between 5 and 15 nanometers uh, in diameter they're round of course uh, because of the high energy uh, it actually rips off those uh, uh uh, those pieces of silver uh, with plasma and plasma you know exists at 4,000 degrees uh, Fahrenheit and so but it's it does it at a very small range of energy uh, so it's able to we're able to actually say we need this much energy to make these particles this size so there's a big deal of science that goes with it so is is silver antibiotic resistant no it is not um, kind of explain there that. is no yeah there's no known there's no known antibiotic resistance to silver with pathogens uh, silver is it's 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 kind of it's a pure mechanical process it it's missing electrons so as it approaches a pathogen it's going to steal those electrons away from a pathogen the pathogen has no choice with antibiotic re- resistivity uh, the 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 bacterium have become smart, per se, and they actually have created a metabolic pathway to bring in the antibiotic and coat it or change it so it doesn't harm their metabolic pathways. Antibiotics work uh, chemically inside the, inside the pathogen to destroy its ability to uh, replicate or destroy its ability to make certain enzymes so it can't divide or it can't no longer um, uh, metabolite. 
And so it's a chemical process. The silver works as a physical process where it actually disassembles uh, the pathogen. And some, path- and some bacteria we've known will actually take in that silver particle because that's what bacteria do. They take in everything they possibly can and say, hey, this is food or this is, I can use this for, for replication. And if it takes in the silver particle, it turns out that the silver actually blocks, it grabs a hold of an enzyme and doesn't let it do what it's supposed to do in the chemical pathways inside the cell, and so the cell dies. So it's more of a physical uh, than more of a, than a chemical process. And earlier when you were saying it takes off chunks of the, of the silver, like it's, I mean, these are such small particles that it's, I mean, it's not like parts are falling off, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so do they, can the silver, this is kind of a weird question, but if you have a chunk of silver and you use it, do you have to use, can it, that piece of silver be reused for quite some time or is it kind of like become I don't know how to say it, become not as silvery. <laughs> yeah. So there's a time when it's just, it's still there, but it's not it's not there. So silver ions, pure ionic silver, is a silver atom missing one electron. As soon as it's, it, it steals that electron, it's done. It can't function anymore. It's just now a silver atom. So our particles are between, again, the 5 and 15 nanometers, which is very small, but according to, you know, if you look at nanometer size, it has a huge surface area. And the surface of those particles have the silver ions actually attached. They don't unattach from the silver particle, the AG404 or the uh, silver tetris uh, oxide. They don't detach from it. They actually are glued to that silver particle. And there are millions and millions of those silver ions attached to the silver particle. So the particle just keeps ripping away electrons and ripping away electrons. Eventually, yes, it will saturate with electrons and it will wear out. But it takes a long time for that to happen. So it does work continuously while it's in the body, and then it's excreted out of the body safely. Well, I think that I have had kind of my mind opened up a little bit more, not realizing how the silver works and also the difference between the ionic and the colloidal. I didn't really know that. I just thought that it was just all one thing. So Steve, I appreciate you coming on and I know that your, your education is probably a lot higher than, than, than us with it when it comes to it, but it has been a great education to be able to know what the difference is and how it can, why it's, you know, we know that it can help your body, but sometimes we just don't know why. Now, I have just another question for you. So you taught in the sciences, right? Um, so before you kind of got into this industry, were you more in the kind of the mainstream, would you say medical-minded more? Or did you understand stuff like this and were open to this before you kind of got introduced to working for them? Does that, do you understand my question? I do. I do. Absolutely. I'm one of my favorite people on the, on the, you know, what was on the planet was Stephen Hawking's. And, you know, um, you know, he talked about multi-dimensions of the universe and, and, and the science world is, is, is so enormous out there. Um, and so I'm, I'm a, a student of all the sciences. And so along with, you know, with physics and chemistry and, and all those, those natural sciences of biology uh, as well. Um, yeah, my mind was way opened up to this. And, and so let me, let me tell you a little story how, how I really, you know, got involved with silver. It was with my neighbor, and it was about 20, 
four, almost 25 years ago. And he says, well, try this. This is when the company first started. And so he says, try this. And it was a wound care gel. And I thought, well, okay, I'll try it. I'm open to things like that. So I had an old alley cat, just a mean old tabby cat. It was always getting into fights and coming home and all scraped up and torn up. Well, he came home once, and he had this big scab on the top of his head. And I thought, oh, dear. So I took a nice wet rag, and I got the scab off. And there was a hole about the size of a pencil, and I could see the cat's skull. And I'm oh, my going, gosh. Oh, that's that. This is... This is not good. So I thought, well, I'll try this. So I squirted a bunch of gel in, in that into the hole, and I thought, well, it's right into his brain. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> yes, we'll see what happens here. A week later, it was totally healed up, and he was fine. And I'm going, okay, how does this stuff work? So I did the deep dive on it then, and got really excited about the prospects of how silver works. So yeah, it's yeah, it started slump small, but uh, I learned a lot about the process and. And I got involved with the company, and so I was working for the company part-time and still teaching. And then he was constantly after me to get retired from education to work full-time for the company. So I've been doing that ever since. Since you've kind of worked, I don't want to say both sides, but kind of, why do you think it's, why do you think in the um, alternative, alternative healthcare world, it's so funny that they always say that we're not scientific, but yet... I think we actually have a lot more science than, than what they think we have and what a lot of stuff than what they have. And can you just kind of share a little bit about that? And I'm only asking because you've kind of been on both sides. Yeah, been on both sides. You know, it's, it's amazing. Um, the, the new thing out there right now is biohacking. You're probably familiar with biohacking. And biohacking are, biohackers are people who have actually done the research into metabolism and how the body actually works in, in, in an environment and how the environment affects the body and different things like that. So they've done the research now. Whereas I think a lot in, in the past that, you know, natural paths and stuff like that have been given a, a bad term, you know, quacks or whatever. Uh, but today, with today's technology, people are they're interested and they're curious and they do the research. And so I think most, you know, mo- by far most of the, the natural paths out there are very educated and they know what the body does and what works in the body and what doesn't. Well, the sad thing is, is in science, and I don't know how much you, you've probably seen this, though, is science really got destroyed this last few years, right? It, it really has because it basically... It seems like science now is whatever's bought and paid for. You can get whatever you want. You'll get somebody to say whatever you need them to say for a paper, for whatever. And there really is no trust in 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 science at all anymore because people have seen that. I mean, we were told, you know, safe and effective. There's no way anything can be safe and effective. It hasn't been studied enough. We don't know that for a fact. And I, I don't want to get into that at all. But there's, there's a time frame of study. You have to have enough study and enough evidence to make it safe and effective and we didn't have that, and yet we were told that, and now there's obviously issues and stuff like that. But just what can we do in the natural world to make sure people understand what we're doing is truly on more of a scientific realm, and it is legit? Follow the science. Do the work. You know, we've, we have over 400 tests that we've done on uh, antimicrobial tests and, like I said, human ingest, ingestion studies, uh, wound care studies. We've done all the science, and so definitely follow the science. But be careful of the science as well, because, again, a lot of science can say what people want it to say. 
And so you have to be careful with that as well. So, you know, uh, if you look at just one science paper, that's not enough. If you look at 10 science papers, you might have an idea of the pros and cons and different things that people are saying about a product, no question about it. And so, yeah, do the research and, and follow the science because the science is there if you do look, but you've got to look hard and you have to look deep. And you kind of need to know who's paid for it. I mean, you really do. Who's paid for what study to be done? You know, if it benefits them, there's, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a question there. So, so Steve, obviously after people have listened to this podcast, they are become more aware of the different varieties of, of, um, colloidal silver and ionic silver and things like that. And they want to be able to get the highest grade that's going to give them the best, outcome. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about the company you work for and the kind of standards that you have and to make sure that the products that come out are the highest quality? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the mother company that I work for is American Biotech Labs. And so you kind of see my shirt says ABL Manufacturing on it. I'm in the manufacturing arm, of course, so I do the, all the R&D and all the science for the, for the company. The sales and marketing company is American Biotech Labs. So our brand name is Silver Biotics, and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram uh, and silverbiotics.com for our products. And so I, I mean, I'm only invested in the science of the company and developing new products for, for the company. Um, so we do, we all, all of our testing is third-party testing. And so we do testing up at, uh, at university. We have studies done from uh, Utah State and University of Utah and Brigham Young University as well because those are great research institutions and respected uh, with science. And so we use those exclusively for that. Uh, and, so, uh, and so regulatory, our company is regulated by by three major bodies. Number one, uh, the FDA. We have FDA 510K cleared products, which means we can make claims legally that other companies can't. And a lot of companies do make claims, but they do it illegally because they are not certified by the Food and Drug Administration. So we actually have a medical device. One of our wound care gels is registered with the FDA as a medical device for wound care. And that device can be found in Intermountain Healthcare Hospitals. And so uh, in their formularies and in their burn units, they use that product as an FDA-cleared medical device for wound care. So uh, the company has, has done its homework. It's done its research. It's put in its time to make sure that our silver product is the best product out there. Well, we appreciate what you're doing, not only for, you know, for for the natural world and trying to let people know, hey, there's some really good products out there and there's safe products and there's things that can absolutely help you. We also want to thank you. Um, we didn't mention this in the beginning, but uh, Silver Biotics is one of our sponsors for our conference this year. And we are very grateful to have you guys on board, to have you be um, basically kind of putting your mouth, your money where your mouth is and helping spread the word on natural health. And we very, very much appreciate that and for being involved in the conference. And and those who are listening, this will be out before the conference. So you'll definitely, when you come to the conference, you'll be able to stop by their booth and, and take a look at their products and hopefully get some of their products because they do do an absolutely great job in uh, the products that they are making. So thank you so much. We appreciate your time today and, and appreciate you being on the podcast. Is there anything else that you would like to close with uh, 
about either the company or something that just a unique tidbit about silver. You know, one of the gifts that our company has that I feel that we give everybody else is the gift of health and wellness. And so we are happy to, uh, to do that with people, and, uh, and that's, that's kind of our mantra. Well, thank you, Steve, for being on today, and it was a pleasure being able to learn so much more about, about silver and just the benefits that it can bring to us in our lives. Well, you're very welcome, and thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. The more knowledge you have, the more you will be empowered to make the changes in your life. And because of this, your life will be elevated. Your health journey is between you and your doctor. This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. However, if your current health care provider is not meeting your health care goals, it is time to take control of your health. If you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, please like, leave a review, and don't forget to share it with your family and friends. Together, let's take back our health.